0: Hey listeners, smoke a space hookah with Arafat and swing your dick around because today we're discussing Rick and Morty Season 3, Episode 10, The Rickchurian Morty Date. It's such a stupid title. (laughs) Why not call it the Morturian Candrick date? Brandon came up with a better title.
1: Even the Morturian Candidate would have been fine. You
0: don't even need Rick in there. Rick for we in, I just want to <laughs> warn you that there may be spoilers for any Rickisode up to and including Rick one. All right, I'm killing the joke at this point. <laughs> so yeah, spoilers. And with that, let's get started. With me today
2: are Brandon Gale, Toby Byrne, Julia Margolis, and Joe Nemitz. So, what did you guys think of the episode? Honestly, I thought this was probably the best episode of the series. I
0: wouldn't say probably, I would say hands down. I thought that this episode reached a profound
1: new level of comedy.
0: There were jokes in there that I couldn't have written in a billion years. Have we laid it on thick enough yet? Because these are all things we wish we could have said about this episode.
2: Yeah, I don't think any of us truly liked this episode. I just have to let you guys know,
0: if you like this episode, you might want to leave now. You can listen, but it's just going to make you sad. Fuck this episode. They opened up a big old plot line last episode where Beth goes off to become some Rick-like character. And in this episode, they're just like, let's resolve nothing while simultaneously making things as uninteresting as we possibly can. The first 15 minutes of the episode was Rick Bugs Bunnying the president. Then the next few minutes was a fucking family guy chicken fight between Rick and Keith David. And then the last two minutes was just, oh yeah, Rick, I've decided to join my family and we're all gonna ignore you now. But like, what? What is that? Why? What was any of that? It's like, Rick, you're gonna kill me because I'm a clone. No, no, I'm not. Oh, okay, then. What the fuck was any of that? There was no hook. There was nothing.
1: Hey, Toby, let's just sit back for the rest of the episode.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Joseph. Keep going. No, no, somebody else
2: talk. No, 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 no.
0: You're gonna keep going. End of last season, Rick goes to jail. He goes to intergalactic prison. We learn he was a legitimate terrorist. Earth has now been taken over by the Galactic Federation. The season before that, party episode was okay, but at least it ended on a hook, and then it picked up where it left off the following season. But what the fuck was this? Refined disappointment? This was honestly my least favorite episode of the season, and possibly the series. Wow, bold claim. Here's the thing. It might not be the worst written, it might not be the least funny, but it was 100% the most disappointing. I have never been genuinely angry at an episode of television before and, to clarify, I love Rick and Morty. I still have tons of faith in the show, I really like the show, and I want to see everything I can see out of it. When I criticize it, it's with love. I didn't like this episode, not because I think the show is terrible, but because I think it's so great. When my mom makes a joke that's not funny, it's like, alright, you tried your best, bless your heart. When Toby makes a joke that's not funny, I get (laughs) enraged because I know he's capable of being funny, but all that comes out of his mouth are dumb utterances. Rick and Morty, I know you're better than this. I've talked for way too long, I'm probably going to need to splice some of you guys talking in between just so I don't sound like an asshole, so somebody else talk.
2: Okay, I'll balance this a little bit. I liked certain aspects of it. I thought it had some pretty funny moments. It had some good old Rick and Morty existential crises that we've come to love from the show. But there was something about the plot that felt unsatisfying. I guess it was a little bit far-fetched that the president had all this alien technology all of a sudden. They'd been depending on Rick and Morty for years, and then all of a sudden they, like, invent teleportation and all this random shit. It just seemed far-fetched fetched and it seemed a little gimmicky I guess and also the scene with Jerry and Beth meeting again at Jerry's apartment was pretty much a waste of time it felt rushed it wasn't entertaining at all and it didn't feel like real character development it kind of felt like a duct tape job I thought it was certainly better than Rick Mancing the stone and had some good jokes
1: my issue with the episode is this it was just fine as an episode of Rick and Morty but this wasn't supposed to be just an episode of Rick and Morty this was supposed to be the season finale and the season. Past- season finales have either had jokes on another level, or they've advanced the plot, and in my opinion, this finale did neither. We either wanted something that compared to the house party from season one or to Rick going to alien jail and the aliens occupying Earth. And what did we get? We reneged on the whole plot line from the season of divorce. And, I mean, I'm kind of happy because I called a while ago that the season was going to, in the end, have a bit of a split between Rick and the kids. But besides that, I didn't really think it advanced the overall story plot that much.
0: And also, they kind of reneged on the Beth left to explore the universe plot line. They set it up in such a way that later on down the road they can be like, oh yeah, but she really is the clone. But for the most part, we don't fucking know. According to the story we saw, Beth is not the clone. She actually stayed. And it's just weird. If she is the real Beth, then she mysteriously started acting funny. If she's not the real Beth, then we have a clone and we're just gonna forget about it for the next 17 seasons.
3: I think she is the clone. I think they're just fucking with us. Because she started acting really weird and then Rick made it seem like she wasn't a clone. So I think that she is. Because it's just another reason for them to fuck with us.
0: They set it up deliberately in such a way that they can say she really is a clone or they can just never come back to it. And either way, they haven't locked themselves into a corner.
3: Yeah. I mean, I could believe it either way, but it would make it better for everyone if she was the clone.
1: I did really like the joke of, Beth, you idiot, I didn't come here to shoot you, I came here to shoot Jerry.
3: (laughs) And then everyone's happy again.
2: (laughs) When I was watching the episode, I was pretty sure that Rick was being honest that Beth wasn't the clone, but I feel like Julia's very possibly right.
3: Also, I was kind of surprised that they used Obama as the president when... They could have done Trump.
0: Let's not make this political, Terry. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. (laughs) This aside, I just think that for a finale, I think for an episode it was subpar. Not terrible, but subpar. They had a chicken fight. They had a fucking chicken fight where it's Rick beating up the president for 45 minutes. I never thought I'd see the day that Rick and Morty had cockfighting. (laughs) <laughs> there was one part, and I know this might be a small thing to harp on, but at the beginning of the episode, they were like, You'll forget all of these things in order of national embarrassment, the McKinley hooker dump, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. During the fight, they wound up breaking into the McKinley hooker dump, which, okay, haha, but they had an opportunity to add to the joke. Instead of them breaking into the McKinley hooker dump, they could have broken into I don't know, I'm not a good. They could have broken into, like, the fucking Thomas Jefferson pedophilia place. That probably shouldn't go in the podcast, but it will. (laughs)
2: Joseph, for the record, I think you should explain to the audience what you mean by chicken fight.
0: Oh, Family Guy chicken fight. If you've never watched Family Guy, it's a show I am not too fond of where occasionally Peter fights a giant chicken. And they do this when they don't really have stuff to put in the episode. They're like, well, we have 10 minutes and we need to fill 22. So how about for the next 12 minutes, a giant chicken comes in and starts beating the shit out of Peter. And Peter beats the shit out of him. And they move through various settings, like they wind up in an airport. And Rick and Morty did that. That's not okay, Rick and Morty. You're better than that. I went in with an expectation, and it was very much not met.
3: What was your expectation? Can we talk about that?
0: That actually is one of the questions. Insert transition here. What I expected from this episode was tying up some loose ends while opening up some other doors. We still have Phoenix Person. We still have a Galactic Federation that at last check is a complete shambles. We still have...
1: Nazi Rick Council.
0: Yeah, we still have a Citadel of Ricks run by Patch Morty. Everyone else ever calls him Evil Morty, but Patch Morty is a much better name in my opinion. So he's Patch. We had several places we could have gone for a finale, or they could have opened up a new plotline.
3: Yeah, I think it was lame, like, oh, let's go back to Jerry and Beth, we're gonna get back together. It was just like a cop-out.
0: They all just started laughing and then cut to credits. I was like, no, that's not really the end. I was so sure the story wasn't over that I checked to see if this was a fake-out, to see if they called this the finale as a joke to fuck with all of the fans, and then next week they're gonna be like, I was fucking with you, here's the real finale. I don't believe that's the case because that would be an extremely expensive joke, but... One can only hope. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't want to have to get on this podcast and shit on this episode because I love this thing. I like shitting on my friends, but not on the things I like. (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys want to see out of the finale? Plot.
1: (laughs) We wanted to see, like, something that had been brought up in this season come to fruition, like Supernova or Tammy or the remnants of the galactic government. Anything.
0: Did we do something wrong? Did we sin and that's what's happening now? Yeah, it's
1: all your fault. This is about you. Toby, what did you want to see from this episode? We didn't really talk about it yesterday.
2: Definitely the plot was lacking. It would have been nice to leave us on a more interesting note. It's kind of just like they put a band-aid on all the damage they did to the family in the last season. It kind of felt like a cheap fix. Also, you don't want it to be fixed during the finale. You want something to be broken. You want the finale to be like an excellent episode with a great plot that adds to the overall arc of the characters. This one just felt like they cheapened it a little bit. It would have been nice to see something more, I don't know, take it in a more interesting direction, I guess.
0: Hey guys, we're recording this segment after we recorded the podcast because Brandon went to this Rick and Morty after party because he's got connections (laughs) with a Z. I do not have connections. So when he was there, we learned some facts about this episode that make me feel a lot differently about it. I was really harsh on this episode. We will get into that. Brandon tell your story last night I got invited by
1: someone I go to AFI with to a Rick and Morty postseason after party hosted by the production company which I mean I was of course going to say yes shout out to Ryan Bince at AFI who invited me you're awesome man it was really cool most of the people there are people who worked on the show they all were having a wonderful time they all are massive enthusiasts which is great to see with any given show to celebrate the end of the season they showed the first episode I know it's weird then they hosted talk Morty, the official breakdown podcast where they interview people on the show about the most recent episode. It was led by Brandon Johnson, also known as Mr. Goldenfold, and it was interviewing Dan Harmon, Mike McMahon, uh, one of my favorite writers of the show, and James Cicliano, who was a writer's assistant and has been kind of tapped to have a more active role in the future. He helped write Morty's Mindblowers. It was really cool to see, and I very much enjoyed telling Joseph that they're just as immature as we are. Only more successful successful. successful.
0: I have to say, I did enjoy learning that Dan Harmon is more dead inside than me. I don't (laughs) hold a candle to his inside deadness. Yeah, but he makes it appealing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's because he's done something with it. I just overanalyze shit and yell at you guys. He's hilarious. They're all hilarious. After the screening of Rickshank Redemption, you said Dan Harmon got up to speak about the finale, right? They started the episode of Talking Morty. Dan Harmon gets up there,
1: and he was just like Did we fuck up the finale? (laughs) Which I know Joseph loved to hear. I appreciate the self-awareness. He was saying, we set up so much with the first episode. What the fuck happened to the Galactic Federation? We had Phoenix person and he never shows up again and Tammy. None of that appeared in the finale.
0: Every single one of those is a question I asked myself. I'm glad that he knows. It was just great
1: hearing them talk about it. They talked about this season and how they originally wanted to do 13 episodes and this got rolled back. So they had to adapt very quickly and that included the finale feeling more compacted because they had to combine it with a completely separate
0: episode When I heard that I felt so much better about this episode It was supposed to be two episodes and in retrospect it's something I should have seen I would have been perfectly fine with an episode of Rick Bugs Bunnying the president It would not have been my favorite but it certainly would not have been my least favorite either It was funny I would love to have seen the episode that was supposed to air as the finale, but Adult Swim kind of fucked them. Apparently, they said you get 14 episodes and then suddenly, fuck you, you only get 10.
1: I wasn't in the room. I can't speak to exactly what politics were at play. It could have been a money issue. It could have been a scheduling issue. But either way, it got rolled back and they had to adapt and think on their feet. And considering that, I think they did a pretty good job with what they were left
0: with. They absolutely did. You told me that Rick Lantis' mix-up was supposed to be the midpoint, and that also makes so much sense because it's a break from C-137 Rick and Morty, and we get to see the Citadel, and we get to see all this plot development behind the scenes, and then we go back to Rick and Morty. That makes a lot of sense.
1: I'd be very curious to see what their overall plan for the season was going to be. I'm still excited for season four. I don't know if it's been officially renewed yet, but if Adult Swim did not renew Rick and Morty, it would be a bigger appointment than Firefly.
0: Yeah, I got the sense that if Adult Swim had let Rick and Morty go on for those extra four episodes, it would have been well worth whatever money they had to put into it. It would have been more than worth it.
1: Well, like I said, we don't know what exactly happened.
0: Okay, fine. It would be worth it for me.
1: <laughs> there we go. I think that everything's going swimmingly. I think that Adult Swim realizes that what they have on their hands is no longer just a cult thing. But just the event last night was great because it was hilarious seeing them talk about themselves. They were praising Trey Parker and Matt Stone, saying, Those guys are geniuses. They create a whole episode in six days. It takes us 600. Do you know how brilliant you have to be to take the name Mr., then add Poopy after that, then finish that with Butthole? (laughs) That takes at least 34 days.
0: I'm just picturing a team of scientists with words carefully placing them next to each other with tweezers and like... Like they're dealing with a neutron bomb. (laughs) Exactly. Do you know
1: how brilliant you have to be to say, you know what this episode needs? More noop noop and then never come up with a real name for that character. (laughs) (laughs) I was almost in tears. That's so funny. Noop Noop was just a placeholder name, and then they just went, fuck it, let's just call him Noop Noop. (laughs) (laughs) The whole time I was there, Toby was sending me vivid death threats. (laughs) He was just saying, I am going to slit your throat with a knife of this specific length because you get to be there. This is an admission of guilt. (laughs) (laughs) So after the event ended, there was some mingling that happened and I got to chat with Mike McMahon. He's just as awesome as I thought. He's incredibly nice. He loved hearing that I'm a fan and that you, Joseph, are a fan and that Toby is too, specifically of his episode. For context, Mike McMahon wrote Something Ricked This Way Comes, Total Rickall. There's a
0: good chance that people listening have no idea which episodes in particular we're talking about. So the devil episode, the prison break episode, first episode of season three, the mind parasite episode, Morty's mind blowers, and Tommy incest porn. Were those good descriptions, Joseph? Yes. I want to meet him because I want to know what horrible thing happened to him. <laughs> What's wrong, man? Talk to us. I'm here for you. See, now I'm paranoid because you gave him the podcast name and he wrote it down. And odds are he's not going to listen, but I'm worried that I may have insulted him at some point. I don't know. I don't remember things I say, but it's possible <laughs> I was like, yeah, I didn't like this episode. And then he's going to come to my house and kill me. On the list of things he has
1: to do, coming to kill you is towards the bottom. Are you calling me a
0: bottom? Always. I guess the moral of this story is I jumped the gun in a big way and I feel really guilty about all the shit I said about this episode episode actually i don't know where in the podcast i'm going to put this so maybe i feel guilty about the shit i'm going to say about this episode but regardless given the information that i've learned
1: this is the longest apology i've ever heard
0: just say i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs) you think you deserve an apology
1: shout out to mike mcmahon (laughs) But yeah, Joseph, I hope that gives you a bit more relaxation about the episode.
0: It does. I feel absolutely fine with this episode, and I'm very sorry for all the shit I said about (laughs) (laughs) it. One other thing Dan Harmon
1: said. He said, if British copyright laws were stronger, he would have been sued so many times because he thinks that he's stolen everything from Douglas Adams' anthology.
0: Which I don't see at all. I think he takes concepts and runs with them, but that's not... I mean, this show was essentially born out of Back to the Future, Doc and Marty. They mentioned that last night.
1: They said, we would have been sued so many times by the Douglas Adams estate right after the Back to the
0: Future estate. (laughs) And now, back to the podcast. One thing I did like about this is there's a definite arc where at the beginning of the season, Rick says, I replace Jerry as the de facto patriarch of our family. I'm now the one in charge and we can go on adventures and I can do whatever we want. At the end of the season, Rick has now become the Jerry of the family. He is now at the bottom rung where instead of Jerry being the butt of a joke, Rick is the butt of a joke standing there just seething. And now I suppose this opens us up for maybe Rick trying to change his tactics. That part was interesting
1: interesting just in the sense that rick's whole thing is that family is not important what's important is being the smartest guy in the room and that's how you will get what you need and in the end of this season that didn't work You did not get what you wanted. In fact, the exact opposite of what you wanted is happening. The family got closer together. It's going to be very interesting to see next season how he really deals with that.
0: And we see Rick's gut reaction when everyone starts getting along is, Don't you see? This doesn't matter. This is happening infinite times over. He's clinging to this worldview of everything is meaningless because it's happening so many times. But the rest of the family goes, Well, it's happening to us right now. So let's enjoy it.
1: I just kind of put something together. There's two ways to interpret what Morty said in the first Interdimensional Cable episode. Nobody exists on purpose, everyone's gonna die, come watch TV. One being just do whatever the fuck you feel like in any given second because none of it matters. Or even though nothing matters, you should do what's going to make you feel happy. One's the pursuit of doing cool shit and the other's the pursuit of happiness. And Morty, it seems like, is taking the happiness route, at least at the end of this season.
0: I've always loved that line because of the two ways it can be taken. If someone walks up to you and says, nobody belongs anywhere and we're all gonna die, that's a really sad, depressing thing to say. But in the context Morty says it, he's comforting Summer, who is about to leave because she found out her parents almost aborted her. And what Morty says to her is, it's not your fault you exist, there's no meaning, so come watch TV, enjoy yourself. That's why it's Probably my favorite line in the series.
1: Hey guys, have you ever wanted to go to a concert venue, but there are people there telling you you need something to get in? Well, after conducting a scientific experiment, we think that the thing that you're in need of is called a ticket.
0: They're going to say a bribe.
1: (laughs) We have found that if you don't have tickets, blowjobs do work from time to time. However, those can get tiresome. It's not great. There's disease. There's
0: lockjaw. Oh, lockjaw. There was a girl I liked and I got scared when I found out she had lockjaw because all I could picture is what (laughs) any guy who's listening to this is picturing right now. (laughs) Unless you don't know what lockjaw is, in which case lockjaw is when... You know a circumcision? No, 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 no. God, it's worse. (laughs) Your jaw muscles fuck up and it forces your jaw closed. It happens slowly enough that you could pull your penis out like Indiana Jones running under the temple door in the first scene of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Then you reach in and grab the foreskin too, like, because that's your hat. I don't know. I don't have foreskin. I don't know what it's
1: like. It's basically a circumcision, but imagine if instead of 10%, you took off 50.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How did we get here? Um... Lockjaw. Blowjaw, blockjaw. Tickets. Um, have we started the ad? I think so. (laughs) In order to help
1: you get these tickets, we've created a new service for you. It's called Ticket Novice. We don't just create the tickets for you, we create the events. Each one of our tickets is handcrafted in only the finest colored pencils. We originally were doing it in crayons, but... What, are we made out of money? Each one of our tickets is hand-stolen from the box office. So come to Ticketnovice.com right now, where you can buy tickets for events of all kinds, such as Kanye
0: West's new tour of sucking himself off on stage. Star Wars Episode Nine, which is literally just George Lucas taking a bath in money. Lady Gaga performing in a meat suit. Like man meat, or like... Doesn't matter. I think one would be slightly less legal. Um, The Beatles, live. All four of them are there. John Mayer on his new tour called I'm Going to Steal Your Girlfriend. You can see John C. Riley star in his new autobiographical film, The Epitome of Mediocrity. Buy tickets to come see Mike Tyson. Just standing there. In dead silence. You can buy a ticket to see Stephen Hawking attempt stand-up.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Buy tickets now
0: to see The Weeknd, only performing Monday through Friday. <laughs> you can buy tickets to see a private screening of Jackass 12, where it's literally just Johnny Knoxville shooting himself in the head. <laughs> buy your tickets to see Kim Kardashian on stage with a candle. See which one burns out first. <laughs> You can buy tickets to see United 93, the musical. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Can we leave that one? I don't know. (laughs) Please note that we are not responsible if any tickets you buy from us turn out to be for events that don't exist. They totally exist. Why wouldn't they exist? Buy from us.
1: Let me think if there's another thing to add to the ending.
0: Buy today. Perfect
2: ending. (laughs) Let me think if there's something else to add to the ending. Buy today. Did we do our joke of the episode? I don't think we did. We kind of got wrapped up. So then let's do joke of the episode. What was your guys' joke of the episode? I don't remember.
3: Yeah, I don't remember either. I'm
2: so glad to have you both on this podcast. Toby, do you have a joke of the episode? When the president and his aides were about to shrink, and Rick just said, and those shrinking pills are based on this specific type of thing, you could get a much more curable form of cancer if you just walked into the mushroom clouds. I
0: didn't find that one that funny, but
2: alright. To each his
3: own.
1: (laughs) I was kind of a fan of when Rick's playing Minecraft, and he says, is this game designed for autistic people? And Morty says, why would you say that? And he says, because I'm starting to like this game.
3: Yeah, that's funny. I like that one
0: too. That was the major plot development we got. Rick might be autistic
3: <laughs> it all makes sense Do you think all the Ricks are autistic or just that one? We
0: do have Doofus Rick and Tall Morty Oh yeah, Tall
3: Morty, that's Rick Did I graduate yet?
0: <laughs> one thing I realized is that is a Rick who's so stupid that his brainwaves would cover up Rick's brainwaves Ah, oh, now I'm sad I did feel kind of bad for Rick I think for my joke of the episode, Secretary of the Interior <laughs> <laughs> You, clean that up I don't think you've ever understood what secretary of the interior means.
2: Oh, also the scene where the president was handed a single shirt and he's like, do I have any other clothes for when I enlarge? Rick and Morty said you don't need pants. Apparently you like swinging your dick around. Yeah, that was funny.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like they could have done more dick president jokes.
0: It would have been interesting to see Rick and Morty's take on Donald Trump, although it's not a political show. Like, I don't think Keith David is meant to be Obama. He's a black president, and we have had
1: one of those. That being said, I would like to think of him more as Morgan Freeman in Deep Impact.
3: Can we talk about the ending, and if we think that the next season is going to come out around Christmas, because Mr. Butthole made a Santa comment?
0: That would be interesting for them to do that. Although the way I took it is Mr. Poobie Butthole saying, yeah, we have no idea when this is coming out, so just wait. We're not even going to give you the rough time estimate. We're just going to say, oh.
3: I'm going to be old and have grandkids.
1: I loved the joke of, oh, I did a lot when the show was away. I hope you did something good and didn't waste your fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) What did he say? He got his
3: G-E-E-E-D or something? He
0: did, yeah. He got his G-E-E-E-D, yeah.
3: What is that?
0: I don't know. General... Education. General education, enema... Euthanasia degree. (laughs) Yeah, those three are actually very related. Educations, enemas, and euthanasia? Yeah. (laughs) Are Beth and Jerry done with this will-they-won't-they shit? I hope so.
2: Who knows? The show has gotten so much mileage out of Jerry and Beth's will-they-won't-they shtick that I could see them having a good reason to bring it back. It's just too good a source of conflict for it not to continue, I feel like.
0: I would argue that's why they should not keep doing it, because there is only so far you can do that. You might be right,
2: but I just think that that doesn't necessarily mean they'll stop. True. But we'd all like them to stop? Is that the consensus? Not necessarily. They have to just do it tastefully and not in an annoying way.
1: Honestly, I don't give enough of a shit about this plotline, I just want it to be funny. As long as there's jokes, I don't care if they stay together, I don't care if they get divorced, just make it work for us, the audience.
0: Are you a fan of the Today I Learned page on Reddit? A lot of people like learning random factoids, but what about the facts you don't want to know? We have an app for that. It's called Today I Wish I Didn't Learn. Today I Wish I Didn't Learn will provide you with all the things you never wanted to know. Point your phone at a surface, it'll tell you exactly how many people have had sex on that surface. Every time you're in a motel, you can figure
2: out how many people have died there.
0: Oh, you didn't go where I thought you were going. I assumed you were going to sex,
1: but there's also death. Did you know that they sell meth in every single corner store in North Korea, and even in the
0: restaurants? Is that true? You'll never find out, unless you want to steal
1: a flag. <laughs>
0: Jesus. <laughs> Did you know that the average suicide note contains four hundred and seventy-seven hundred letters? Wait, that makes no sense. Hang on. Did you know that the average suicide note contains 4,700 letters? It's not true. (laughs) I did no research for that.
1: Did you know that space is visible from the Great Wall of China? (laughs) That's really funny.
0: Did you know that the roof of the average car has at one point contained over 5 pounds of bird feces? Did you know that the roof of my car contains over 5 pounds of human feces right now? (laughs) Did you know that glass tastes like blood? (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. Did you know that all three of us are convicted sex offenders? It's only two out of the three, but if you're into playing games of chance, you and us <laughs> three can hang out in a room together. Games of chance. <laughs> Did you know
1: that Jack Black was a cocaine addict by the time he was 13? Yeah.
0: This app is terrible. Why would anyone want this? Well, most people don't, but if you're listening to this podcast, whether on iTunes, Google Play, or the other one, SoundCloud, this app has already downloaded itself onto your device. It's there, you can't get rid of it. From the moment you wake up in the morning to the moment you go to bed, you will be bombarded with depressing facts about our world. Did you know that the average teacher makes less than 1% of what the average athlete makes? Probably. (laughs) Did you know that Tim Robbins used to be a cocaine
1: dealer, and the only reason he didn't go to jail for it was that he ratted on every single person he worked with? Let me make sure that's correct. It was someone. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, oh fuck, it wasn't Tim Robbins, it was Tim Allen. That makes way more sense. Alright, I gotta re-record.
0: Brandon, you can re-record if you want to, but I guarantee you I'm just gonna use the take where you go, Oh fuck, it wasn't Tim <laughs> Robbins, it was Tim Allen. <laughs> That's it. it was someone. Did you know
1: that Liam Neeson was training to be a teacher? He quit when he punched a 15-year-old in the face. Dude, I want an autograph from Liam Neeson. This was in Ireland, it's not the same as here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Did you know that Johnny Cash's family was once asked if Ring of Fire could be used for an ad about hemorrhoid relief?
0: Why? Oh, Ring of Fire, duh. I don't think that qualifies as a fact you didn't want to know, that one's pretty funny. Did you know that in the US, it's illegal to buy automatic weapons, but it is legal to buy semi-automatic weapons and automatic weapon upgrade kits in the same place? It's like buying half of a gun and then another half of a gun.
2: Did you know there is no god and you're all gonna die alone?
0: That's actually a good
2: one. I guess if you watch Rick and Morty, you're kind of aware.
0: Now that I think about it, it kind of does sound like you took that joke from this episode. But knowing you, you didn't.
2: So get this app today or don't,
0: because you already have
3: it. What's with Morty and the selfie with the president?
1: Would you not want a selfie with Obama?
3: I don't know, it just becomes like such a big thing, and why does he refuse? I did feel that they kind of just
0: used it. It doesn't seem like something that realistically Morty would care that much about having. Maybe it's just me because I don't actually give a shit about autographs.
3: Like, it would be cool, but... It was never a thing previously, right? They had a one-off
0: thing about it in the Schwifty episode. The episode ends with, uh, I was kind of hoping I could take a selfie with you, and the president's like, actually, if you tell anybody about us, we'll deny it, and probably worse, and then they break his phone. So it was a thing, kind of. Yes, but they've seen each other since then. We just haven't seen those adventures. I mean, it's more or less about showing the president that they're better than him and don't need him. (laughs) What other national embarrassments are hidden beneath the White House? The Warren G. Harding Poetry Collection. I don't get that one. I think you explained it to me last night, and I cared so little that I forgot. Warren G. Harding used to write erotic poetry to his mistress, where he called his penis Reginald. That's pretty
1: funny. The Kennedy Condom Collection? They couldn't store that in the White House. It's too big. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Kennedy didn't use condoms. (laughs) You
0: have a very good point.
2: The fake moon landing set is totally under the White House, too. Also,
0: I'm sure there's evidence that George Washington was actually a red coat and that we never actually gained independence. Uh, George Washington's ivory teeth made from the ivory of baby elephants? That one's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> take it. No. <laughs> I'm the editor, I can cut it. Although I rarely cut anything where I say I'm gonna cut it. What were your top three episodes this season? Like I remember.
2: I'd probably say The Rickshank Redemption is number one. Rest in the Ricklaxation might be two. And then it gets difficult because I really like the Whirly-Durly Conspiracy. I really like Morty's Mindblowers and I really like The Rick Lantis mix-up.
1: What about Vindicators?
2: I like that too, a lot. I thought the Whirly-Durly Conspiracy was probably a stronger episode than Vindicators, but still, Vindicators was awesome. Morty's Mind Blowers was really, really good.
0: Some would say, from certain angles, he looked like a smudge.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that one was really good.
0: Number one and two, I'm not sure which order to put them, but Tales from the Citadel and Rickshank Redemption. I think story-wise, Tales from the Citadel is better, but I gotta put Rickshank Redemption on top because it was That's not funnier. what it's
3: called, Tales of the Citadel, is
0: it? I'm sorry, it is Ricklantis mix-up. I didn't really
3: like that one. It wasn't
0: funny, but it was really good for plot development. It's one I would like to show people. So I think it would go. Number three is Whirly Dirly conspiracy. Number two is Rick Lantis mix-up, and number one is Rick Shank redemption. Because, you know, prison break. He destroys the Galactic Federation and the Citadel of Ricks, and then he goes to take a shit. What's not to love?
2: That's close to my top three. I would definitely include Rest and in Relaxation, the one with Toxic Morty, because that was probably the best sci fi episode of this season next to the Rickshank Redemption. Rick I don't know about you guys, I remember watching it where they do the reveal, where the toxins, Morty, were what got removed. And I was just sitting there with my jaw open because I was like, holy fucking shit, this is awesome. Well,
0: your jaw was open because my dick was in it, but yes, it was a very well-done <laughs> twist. Toby, I agree that it is an excellent sci-fi. You know what? Actually, your argument swayed me really durly out rest and relaxation in. I got the car, Rick. I'm a piece of shit, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but you said that it was a high sci-fi concept. God, that's hard to say. Like Rickshank Redemption. Where did you see that in Rickshank Redemption? There was the mind controlling stuff.
2: Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Him escaping prison by inhabiting the consciousness of different life forms. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was funny,
0: but I wouldn't put that anywhere near the level of where what got removed. Because what it did is it took my expectation of this is a relaxation machine, so obviously it's going to go wrong. And we see it happen. It's like, yes, yeah, you look, it went wrong. No, it didn't go wrong. It worked perfectly. Everything that was taken out is what we're now seeing.
3: I think. Top three, Pickle Rick, Rest, and Rick Laxation, and Baby Seas Beth. I haven't finished that one quietly, but I like it so far. What part did you stop at? Tommy just fucked one of the things, and then it had a baby. He fucked Snuffleupagus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it pooped a fucking baby, and then... Is that how they're born? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he pooped it out. Wow,
1: I'm gonna kill my sex ed teacher. It
3: wasn't even like (laughs) pregnant. It just, he humped it and it pooped out, and then. It It is is really
0: impressive how quickly the reproductive system works on those things. Gestation cycle at the yin yang.
3: But I think it's good because it gives us a lot into Beth's. Childhood and how fucked up she was.
0: ABC's of Beth was one I want to put on my top three. It's just there were a lot of really good episodes this season. Yeah. I kind of wanted more summer this season. We
2: did get some good summer episodes. We got a couple.
3: I wish that The Mind Blowers either was longer or I just wanted more of that.
0: That was definitely an episode that I would have been happy if it was a 40-minute special. Yeah, yeah for sure.
3: I just was so into it and just wanted more. Even as
0: much as I love rest and relaxation, had it gone on for another 20 minutes I would have gotten bored. The story stayed its welcome and left exactly at the right time morty's mind blowers that could have gone on for
3: i mean it was a whole damn room of them
0: and i'm sure we're gonna get another episode of that we're gonna get morty's mind blowers 2 tempting fate and then two seasons from now they'll come up with
3: some other concept in 12 years
0: it'll come out in two seasons when my grandson will be doing this podcast oh you think you're gonna have kids yeah uh, did you know you can buy wives so
1: i'm set the daily squash does not condone (laughs) buying women just children
0: What do you think of this season compared to the other two?
1: Two, three, one. Which is difficult for me to say because I really like season one. But I think season three overall did more to advance this show than season one did. Let me put it this way. The highs of season one were better for me than the highs of season three. But season three overall, I think, did a better job than season one. And season two, I just don't think can be beaten.
0: What did season two do that season three did not? Car battery episode.
2: Yeah, oh my god.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the night it aired, we watched it at a bar and could not stop laughing and crying at the same fucking time.
2: I think that's still my favorite episode of the series. It's incredible. Season 2 had so many good episodes. The fucking time fracture episode. That was amazing. It's a great fucking episode.
0: Not comedically, but stylistically that's my favorite episode because it's just two, then four, then 32 separate scenarios all going on at once where the animator had to make slight alterations to each one and then that moment at the end with Rick was also really cool where he sacrifices himself for Morty and then immediately starts praying to God. (laughs) Atheist until the plane goes down. Fuck you, God. Not today, bitch. Other people, people who aren't Brandon, what do you think? I have oh. to
3: agree with Brandon. I think 2, Because at this point I've seen season 1 so many times that I'm done with it.
0: I give the same
1: rankings to Run the Jewels albums. 2, three, one. And I don't know if it's a coincidence or not,
0: but it probably is. It's also the code to the first boss in Zelda Ocarina of Time.
2: Oh, thank god I know that now.
0: Yeah, I thought you'd be interested in that.
2: What does that mean? I don't even know
3: what you said. Is that a show?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a video game. Julia, Zelda the guy with the
1: green hat and shield joseph have i pissed you off enough with that <laughs> no i assume
3: you said it on
0: purpose which is why i didn't react yeah it's to make you mad and i really hope it worked <laughs> if you were serious it would have made me mad but it is on the heels of both Julie and toby being like what's a
3: zelda so
0: i'm already kind of like what is wrong with you non-nerds you filthy
3: losers? yeah you people are so nerdy what do you mean, oh, do you, mean you, you people
0: <laughs> shout out to brendan
2: and me making the same joke Brandon and I. Okay, moving on. Toby. I'm probably going to have to agree with you, two, three, one. I don't know, because the first season has some fucking great shit in it, though. Like, the Me Seeks episode, the Love Potion episode, that was, like, one of the greatest Rick and Morty episodes ever, for sure. Not even in comedy content, just where they took it. That was the first episode of Rick and Morty where they, like, really took it far. I get the feeling that
0: I said such and such is my favorite episode of the series earlier on in this podcast. But I rescind that Love Potion episode is my favorite episode of the series because of its implications. It just makes the universe so much more fucked up. He didn't solve the problem. He just ran away from it, leaving literally billions of people to die by Cronenberg.
1: The post credit scene actually makes that episode okay, in a way, because Cronenberg, Rick, and Cronenberg Morty find a home. ha <laughs> ha so it actually makes it okay.
0: I don't consider that part to be canon. I consider that just an easy joke they did. It's funny because the ending is just so tragic, and then that
1: makes it okay in the worst possible way.
0: <laughs> I don't want to be the fourth guy to say 231. Just say 231! If you think 231, say 231. You didn't let me get to the word but. But. Oh, I didn't have a butt. you piece of shit. How could he be a piece of shit if
1: he doesn't have a butt? <laughs>
0: Don't laugh at that. <laughs> Honestly, if you had asked me before seeing the finale, I would have said my order is three, two, one, And maybe given a couple days to think about it, I would still say three, two, one, Because I think this dealt with some shit I really, really liked. Season 2 is still excellent. So to sum it up, 2-3-1. We are boring people.
3: What's your least favorite Um, episode?
0: Sorry, can you ask that again just for the.
3: Can you tell me?
0: Just ask the question one more time.
3: No. For editing purposes, you motherfucker! What was your
0: least (laughs) favorite episode?
3: Actually, it's just because I'm so tired of watching it Lawnmower Dog. Oh, you meant overall? Yeah, overall.
0: Oh, overall? In that case, it's. I don't want to say it's the pilot because the pilot should get a pass for being a pilot. I'd probably be with you on that one, Lawnmower Dog.
3: I've just seen it so many times. But of this
0: season, what do you think your least favorite is? Other than episode 10 and episode 2? As much as I like Pickle Rick, honestly, and I'm probably gonna be a heathen for this, that's probably my least favorite of the season.
2: No, I agree with that assessment, because it's kind of cool and it's not a bad episode, but it really was not that funny an episode. It's like
0: an action movie. It has very little substance, but it's cool as shit to watch.
1: My third least favorite of the season? It was either whirly Dirly or Tales from the Citadel.
2: Really? whirly Dirly. wow. I thought that one was awesome.
1: This does not come down to which one did I like. This is coming down to which one did I like less than others. I get that. I enjoyed almost all of them besides Ten and Two, so it's very difficult for me to decide on one that I didn't like.
3: Have you guys each seen every episode multiple times?
2: Yep. Pretty much. Yeah. Did you not know we were losers? (laughs)
3: <laughs> I think I have clarified it.
0: What will Rick's new dynamic with the family be?
1: I think he's going to keep trying to pull the kids away from the parents in Crazy Adventures and it's going to not work out. And I think that at least for the first part of the next season, it's going to be Rick getting more desperate to like get their attention back and failing.
2: Honestly, I think they're going to try to revert back to, like, season one and two style.
0: That's the impression I got from the finale, and that's not what I want them to do. I don't like when cartoons do the Simpsons, everything's the same at the end of the episode stuff, because that's not how life works. Back in season one, Jerry and Beth were opposed to one another. Beth was perfectly fine with Rick pulling her children out of school and doing things no rational person would allow. Now I would like to see Beth as... An opposing force to Rick, i.e. he wants Morty or Summer to come along on his adventures and Beth gives him a hard no and Rick having to come up with workarounds to that. Maybe he'll have to resort to just taking Jerry on his adventures and the series will be renamed Rick and Jerry. I don't want that but it would be kind of funny in theory.
3: I don't think she's gonna oppose him because she still wants him to pay attention to her and love her. The end
0: seemed to imply to me that she was over that and I don't know if she'll be completely over that but i would like her to be because i would like some new stuff the ending definitely implied actually the ending didn't imply they said it'll be just like season one i don't want just like season one season one was great don't get me wrong it's just you can't go back to harry potter and the sorcerer's stone halfway through half blood prince he said nerdily snape dies Oh, I found out yesterday that we have a whole bunch of listeners in Bratislava. By a whole bunch, I mean it's like 15. I don't know how people in Bratislava found out, but I'm just going to go around telling people I'm famous in Bratislava now.
2: So thank you to our Bratislavian listeners. Holy fucking shit. If you're listening to this shit in Bratislava, I will suck your dick.
3: What if they have a vagina?
0: He will give them trans surgery and suck their dick.
3: How did these people hear about us? It's great. I don't know. It's awesome.
0: Let's
2: actually give them a real shout out. Dude, I'm not going to cut the sucking dick part. That's awesome. That's fair. But I will suck your dick though.
0: I really appreciate you Bratislavians. Not that I know anything about Slovakia or anything like that, but I'm sure it's a lovely place. Sorry Hitler invaded you. That's about all I got. <laughs> oh my god. But I said I'm sorry it happened. Brandon has to go meet Dan Harmon now, so...
3: Thanks for fitting us into your schedule.
0: (laughs) It was my pleasure. And just to
1: sign off, everyone, it was awesome covering this season with you, and I hope that our listeners enjoyed our commentary, and I look forward towards future adventures from Pancake Pug and from
0: The Daily Squanch. This has been The Daily Squanch, Pancake Pug's non-daily Rick and Morty podcast. Instead of my usual shtick, I just have to thank you guys so much for listening. Honestly, it's really weird to me that we have 5,000 plays. Just that that number of people have listened to this blows me away. And I can't thank each and every one of you enough. We don't know when we will be back because Rick and Morty is usually very vague about when the next season is coming up. So if you want to find out when we are back, go ahead and subscribe. And if you just can't wait the 40 years or so it'll take for Rick and Morty season 4 to come around, Pancake Pug is starting a new podcast called Behind the Curve. Behind the Curve is a reaction podcast where we will react to shows that we have never seen before, episode by episode. We will be starting by discussing Game of Thrones. Now, Toby and I have never seen Game of Thrones before, but Brandon has. So Brandon's job will be to host the show and keep things interesting by tricking and misleading Toby and me in every way he can think of. So if you're a fan of Game of Thrones or reaction videos and the like, come and check us out. We'll probably discuss Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood and Avatar The Last Airbender at some point, so stay tuned for those. Again, the podcast is called Behind the Curve. It will be coming out in about two months or so. That'll give us enough time to iron out the details and figure out if what we're trying to do is actually doable. So check pancakepugproductions.com for updates on the podcast. And once more, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it.